face-to-face, healthy relationship talk radio with one of the leading specialists and foremost authorities in healthy techniques in relationships. Learn why honor, beauty, leadership, and self-help is important for your empowerment. Get practical information on why you attract your opposite with balancing self-love and health. Also, listen to proven strategies to avoid major interrelationship mistakes that keep you bonded and push people away. Now, here's your relationship specialist and host, Daiya Six. so true. You guys were not supposed to hear me sing that. Hello. Hola. Yamo. Bonjour. Hello, listeners. How are you doing today? I'm so happy that you all are present because we have a lot to cover today. First, thank you for tuning in to -to Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio, one of the most talked shows dedicated to bringing you love. We bring you beauty. We bring you health all while what? Empowering you and educating you on some of the most important things that count. I am your relationship specialist and host, Daia Six, and today's show is all about your relationship with your gut. Oh my goodness, we so needed this. Okay, so I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever wondered why your gut hangs over out of your clothes? Some of your guts sit on your lap. I know because it happens to some of my friends. I look at them and I go, hey, why don't you take care of that? Let's let's get healthy here, okay? Or what about how your food is digested? Well, today, I am hoping that all of my beautiful geniuses, my listeners, are, my listeners, you guys are lending a good ear. You guys know that I only bring individuals on the show that can pretty much back up what they talk about, right? And today, we have one of the most, I feel, educated individuals that not only talk about health, but they are about health. I so adore this woman and what she has done for humanity. I call her a health advocate, okay, a warrior of the heart. I love warriors, okay, a true healer and nurturer. When you have a woman that heals as well as nurture, and, you know, and when I say heal, I'm just saying, you know, we create a better pathway for individuals to help themselves, okay? Therefore, a true doctor. That is the definition of a true doctor. She has her pre-medical degree from Harvard University, attended medical school at the University of Pennsylvania, where she simultaneously completed an MBA in healthcare administration. And she's also the owner of Vitality Capsules. We're going to talk about Vitality Capsules, you guys. I wanted to bring her on because I take Vitality Capsules. Some of you ask me, you know, how do I keep my six pack? You know, how do I keep, you know, my stomach lean. We're going to talk about all of that. And we refuse to give you any medical advice today. Joining us all the way from Panama, please welcome Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Dr. Daniels, how are you doing? I am fine. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be in your show. Oh, my goodness. It is a pleasure to finally have you on the show. Now, listen, this is what I, you know, I was telling Dr. Daniels that, you know, she didn't know that I take her capsules. I've been taking her capsules for years. Um, my clients know that I have um, recommended them to take your capsules, Dr. Daniels. And But you know what, Dr. Daniels, at first, now, you used to have, I mean, it was still Vitality Capsules, but right. there was something else, like a couple years ago, um, the taste was a little bit different, and you kind of shifted, like you added an, an agreement yes. or it away, right? Uh huh. I um. Some people didn't like the cayenne pepper. 
So I took the cayenne pepper out of the Vitality capsule and um, put clove and turmeric in there instead. And so this basically still gave people the results they needed, but made them milder but still effective. And so then people complained, so they said, wait a minute, wait a minute, we'd like those, that cayenne. And so now I have, I have two Vitality capsules. I have the regular, which has no cayenne, and the extra strength, which does have the cayenne. Oh my goodness. You know what? I didn't know that. I had no idea. Oh, see, this is why I love having beautiful people on my show. I had no idea that you had two kinds. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, you know what? You don't understand the smile that just came on my face. <laughs> this, this is good stuff. Okay. You guys, in a second, we're going to get back to Dr. Jennifer Daniels. I'm going to tell you guys the reason why I feel you guys should be taking her capsules. But first we have to give recognition and appreciation to the people that help HRT radio go around and, and, and is live and, you know, all this great stuff. So first of all, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant. Dr. Daniels, listen to this because I want to know what you think about this, okay? Uh, Miss Indigenous is the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty globally, all right? We are looking for you. If you are between the ages of 18 and 30 and you want to create a platform for your success, Miss Indigenous is looking for you. You can come, meet, and compete positively all while changing the world. Miss Indigenous is the very first global pageant where women from all over the world from all nationalities can come and be themselves. All right. Uh, Dr. Daniels, do you know anything about pageants? Um, not a lot. I'm familiar with Miss America. Actually, no, I was, I was the winner of a pageant. No way. <laughs> I was the um, Miss Executive for the 14 Northeastern State Region for Junior Achievement in the year 1975. No, are you serious? Oh my goodness! How now? What state? What state did it was the uh, competition in? It was held in New Jersey, but it was for the total northeastern region of junior achievement. So I, I won the title. Ah. <laughs> That is awesome. Oh, my goodness. Well, Miss Indigenous, right? That is so fantastic. I love that. Well, you know, most pageants only look for women who fit a certain ethnicity type. Their hair texture has to be a certain type. And we can't forget forget sometimes skin color. So, unfortunately, women will come in beauty pageants thinking that it's okay to be themselves only to find out that, you know, once they are in pageants, that being who they are is not good enough. So women will tend to alter their bodies to fit the standards that pageant demands. You know, when women will be, they will become sick, they lose weight, they get depressed. You know, their self-esteem is lowered when in reality, there's nothing wrong with anyone. So, you know, Miss Indigenous teaches women how to have a better relationship with self by using your most reliable source. And your most reliable source is your mind. We teach them about proper nutrition, not what the FDA says is clinically okay to consume, all right? But Miss Indigenous is eliminating all the baggage and headaches other pageants impose on many contestants' spiritual growth. That is what we do. So if you guys want more information and you feel like that you will um, be a great contestant, go to www.missindigenous.com, fill out an application, and we will go from there. We look forward to hearing from all of you, okay? So that's the pageant, uh, uh, Dr. Daniels, and um, we're hoping to kind of, you know, change a few things that some of these, you know, pageants are really going through. You should hear some of these girls' stories. It's, it's phenomenal. It's crazy, you know? 
But let's get to the meat and potatoes of you. First of all, the Vitality Capsules. Now, when I was looking for a second resource to help my gut area, first of all, I've tried a few capsules from other people like Kevin Trudeau. Kevin Trudeau, and this is not a, you know, a, a, a plug pull on him, but I took his capsules and it was supposed to have cleaned out the intestines, you know, things like that. And I broke out phenomenally. It took me six months to get clear skin. I would literally look like a critter face person walking, you know, the streets and my skin has always been phenomenal. But when I finally got a hold of your vitality capsules, Dr. Daniels, I end up ordering your capsules. And I think my card was charged more than once. So I was like, oh my God, my money was taken. So what I did was I wrote a letter to you, letting you know what happened and that there was more money taken out of my account. And do you know that was really the meat and potatoes or that was my decision making on if I was going to continue to buy your products, whether they worked for me or not. So let me tell you what happened. Someone from your company, I think it was a male, it was a male, um, wrote to me and said, you know what, Dr. Daniels is very sorry that, you know, that that happened. And what we're going to do is we're going to um, recredit your account. It was no problem whatsoever. And then on top of that, for my trouble, for my troubles, you guys sent me because we were going back and forth for a very long time. So it was very inconvenient for everyone. And on top of that, you guys sent me an extra bottle of Vitality capsules. So I had two months supply. And because I had two months supply in demand, right, I was able to take those capsules and I was able to use them and really see the effect that they had on my body, which was phenomenal. Because one thing that I love about your Vitality capsules, and I'm going to let you talk, Dr. Daniels, but I'm just trying to give you the credit that I feel that you deserve. Your capsules clean out the small intestines where other capsules will tend just to clean out the top of the stomach. And this is one of the reasons why I've had a C-section. I've had two boys and the lower part of my abdomen is not huge because it's cleaning out the small intestines. Right. Right. Yes. And that's a big, big issue. That's why I had to create them because. I was helping people heal naturally in my medical practice, but I could see people were not making progress. And I would tell them, oh, you have to have more bowel movements. And they would just, they would say, it's not happening, doctor. Unless you come up with a pill that I can take to have more bowel movements, I'm not doing it. But you come up with a pill, and I'll take it. And so I, I set to work. And <laughs> with my daily capsules, and people said, oh, my God, these are awesome. And they took them, and they pooped, and they healed. Exactly. Because we, because, and then you know what? We all, we keep a lot of poop inside of us, Dr. Daniels. Why do you think that's the reason? Why do you think we keep a lot of uh, feces, fecal matter in, in our um, digestive system? First of all, it's normal to have some. Normal mm-hmm. to have some. But the reason people keep an excessive amount or a disease causing amount is because of our society. Way too much sitting, mm-hmm. way uh, too much food that's processed. And when process, the part of the food that causes bowel movements is actually removed from the food. Mm-hmm. And so literally eating food that's constipating. We have an activity level that's constipating. And people will tell me, I have a one hour commute to work. I can't be pulling over to pee or urinate. And so people aren't drinking enough water. And so these are all reasons why the stool 
or a feces is not leaving their intestines. Another reason is people eat too late in the day. Again, this is because of our society, the way it's organized. People do shift work. You work 9 to 5. You eat when you get home, which is what time? 6, 6.30. Well, that food is going to sit in your intestines. Whereas if you eat your big meal at noon, which is culturally what was done in this country um, as recently as 60 years ago, you, you're going to be eating. You're going to be doing a lot of walking, a lot of activity afterwards. And the part okay, hold on one second. Hold on one second, Dr. James. We're coming up to our tunes. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention ladies, have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come compete and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty. And the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Go to MissIndigenous.com and apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Whether it's lunges or crunches or tricep dips, there is usually one exercise that you dread doing. I tell my clients that when they are working out on their own, to do the exercise that they like the least first. I have several women clients who really want to shape up their lower body, but they despise lunges or squats in any form. So we always do those exercises at the beginning of the workout when they have more energy and enthusiasm. By waiting until the end of the exercise session, especially if they're working out on their own, it is too easy to cut the workout short and not do those important exercises. For me, abdominal work is my least favorite, so I always do my abdominal exercises right after I warm up. After I get those out of the way, I concentrate on lifting weight, which I really do enjoy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. All right, you guys, I am so happy that you guys are uh, um, tuning in today because we do have the wonderful Dr. Jennifer Daniels present today as our guest. And before we uh, were surprised by, because here I am tuning in to everything that she's saying, <laughs> Karina, my producer, is sending me uh, information like, hey, Tunes is on his way. I'm totally into what you were saying, Dr. Daniels. And so if we can kind of... Um, take off from where we left off, that is, um, and you were talking about, you know, why people shouldn't eat so late in the day and, 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 and drinking water, how drinking water is very important. Can we yes. start from there? Eating, yeah, eating late in the day means that your digestion is not complete. Your body does not have the opportunity to dump the unused portion of what you ate. And that sits in your body overnight and then you should start the next day with it sitting there. And so this is a large reason why people have these guts uh, they can't get rid of. Huh. Okay, so what time do you think throughout the day 
What should be the latest that someone eat throughout the day? So the latest, it depends on your, on your situation, but mm-hmm. if you're overweight or normal weight, definitely no later than uh, five, preferably closer to three. Mm-hmm. If you are underweight, then you should eat after five. That'll help you put on weight. Got you. Okay. So what do we do with someone like me? I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Right. But I do have to watch it because I, I eat like a football team, I'm not a player. I eat like a football team, Dr. Daniels. That's why I've been taking your capsules for so long. <laughs> okay. But I, I get hungry all the time because I'm constantly busy. And, and this is with, and this is without working out. Okay. I get constantly busy and around five o'clock, my stomach is like, Ooh, 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 time to eat again. But then I do try to substitute with like a, um, a great shake, you know, a healthy shake or something like that. Okay. So if you're, if you're hungry, like starving at 5 PM, yeah, that's because one, you have parasites that are telling you they need to be fed. Oh. Or number two, it means you're eating short-term energy sources. So maybe you're eating um, fruits or vegetables or even starches. All of those are short-term energy sources. Oh. So you need to eat energy sources that last maybe six, eight, or ten hours. And if you eat those longer-term energy sources at around noon to one o'clock in the day, then you can actually, most people... Just eat that one meal between um, 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. And that is actually, from my experience, the optimal diet because that gives your body the chance to automatically do what many people are taking supplements to get done. (gasps) Who talks about that? Oh, my goodness. Do you know how much information you just put out right there? Nobody talks about that. And you know how many people, you know, that's into fitness, they don't say that. Oh, no, because they're selling supplements. They're selling supplements. Oh, my goodness. And how, how, let me ask you this, because, you know, personally, I don't like anything that is, you know, man-made when it comes to supplements, things that's, you know, in a factory, you know, Uh anything in that column. How, how do you think from your, from what you know, right, your perspective, when it comes to taking supplements, when people are working out, do you think that that can be dangerous? Um, When I work with people, I often end up stopping a lot of their supplements that are causing their problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so many people have a situation and they are literally taking supplements supplements that make their condition worse. For example, um, people will have bloating or they will have aches and pains in their joints and they're taking probiotics. Mm -hmm. Well, their problem is they've got too much organisms in their system as it is and adding more organisms to an already overloaded system is not going to work. So most people don't understand what's going on in their body. And so because of that, they'll see a commercial or ad for some particular supplement and say, wow, that sounds good. I think I need that. Oh, I'll take that just in case. You know, and, and it ends up with them spending a lot of money and not getting better. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So now, you know, I want to dig into your history because I want my listeners to know why I caught you a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Well, I need, I need them to know Dr. Daniels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the story you want to know is so much. 
<laughs> right. Now, you know, I have been following you for years, so I understand. I've heard it. You know, I've heard you on other interviews. I've heard it. OK, so the first thing I want to ask you so that my listeners understand, you know, who you are and, and how much you have sacrificed just for the sake of humanity. Right. Uh-huh. First of all, um, why are you in you're in Panama right now, right? I'm in Panama right now. Okay, you're still in Panama. Okay, great. So there was there was a situation that happened with you yeah. where you were literally like put on a blacklist. Like you were blacklisted. A couple and, of them. A couple of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a couple. I was put on a two do not employ list and the terrorist list. And the terrorist list. Now you know what? Oh my God! We're going to talk about that terrorist, that terrorist, that terrorist list on in the fourth segment because I want to do the Facebook Live when we do that. So all of you two, make sure that you guys have the Relationship Talk Radio. We're going to try to do a Facebook Live and we're going to talk about that terrorist. But now, a- explain to everyone how you got to Panama because you were, um, you know, you were practicing medicine, and yeah. and and then next thing you know, things start coming down, tumbling down. Oh, God, huh? Things start falling apart just just all around me. So I uh, grew up in the inner city of Syracuse, and I made up my mind when I was about 11 years old that I wanted to come back to Syracuse, work in the inner city as a doctor, and uplift my people. I had it figured out. Right. And I was going to take care of my neighbors and relatives and friends, and we were just going to have a great time. And when they got healthy, by golly, they'd be able to start their own businesses and go out and get jobs and be economically independent. I mean, I just had it all figured out. And so I... uh, Went to Harvard, went to University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine. Everyone tried to discourage me. Oh, my God, you've got this awesome education. Don't waste it on some ghetto somewhere. And so, <laughs> so I went back to Syracuse. By the time I got back to Syracuse, um, I had saved $56,000 by eating every other day for seven years, by sewing all of my own clothes, you know, and just incredible economies. Um, wow. So I managed to accumulate this little bundle of money. And with this, I was able to qualify for a bank loan, buy a city block, and build a medical office in the middle of a ghetto. Oh, and, my God. Yes. And so I just opened up my practice, and by golly, I got to work. And um, I had figured out already from my history of selling books door to door to pay for Harvard that people in poor neighborhoods actually did have a lot of money. And mm-hmm. it was cash. And I figured out from going to business school, the insurance companies had no plans of paying me at all. And so I started out hitting the ground 1990 with the cash practice in the ghetto. And the practice did very, very well. But I had a holistic view of health. And um, I noticed there's a lot of gang shootings. And the first year I've been practicing there were 19 killings, murders. Mm-hmm. And so I said, this has got to stop. We can't have gunfire shooting all over the place. It might hit me and the kids or the patients. So we got to just put an end to this. Mm-hmm. So I noticed the um, murders were happening around the convenience stores. So I set about getting the convenience stores demolished. And um, during the 10 years I was in practice, I got four convenience stores demolished. Wow. And, um, yeah. And got the government to build single-family affordable houses spaced very far apart with large yards. And these houses were then sold to private citizens in the ghetto at a profit. So this was a government program that cost the government zero dollars. Just by the way, it could be done. So um, I live right there in the ghetto with my kids and homeschool. So we got rid of the violence, violence problem. The, the murder rate went to zero, no murders. And then um, 
I noticed about second or third year in my practice, people were dropping dead. And I was shocked and amazed when I looked back and reviewed these records. Because so I would go back and review records to see if there's something I can do better the next year. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that everyone who died exclusively was taking medications as prescribed, was fully diagnosed, had been fully tested, and even been to the specialist to make sure all the medicines they were taking were proper. In other words, all the patients who were non-compliant, didn't keep their appointments, weren't taking their medicines, they lived. Wow, look at that. But the ones who took their medicines as prescribed, and these were the proper medicines, they were Mm -hmm. properly diagnosed, we even had outside consults to make sure everything was perfect, exclusively, exclusively those are the ones who died. And I said, oh my God, could it be that what I was taught in medical school is actually deadly, it's actually killing people? Mm -hmm. I mean, that kept me up at night because I didn't go into medicine to kill people. Right. I'm blind at killing. It's like, you know, I am not going to be a party to killing. And so um, I took a look at that and I decided to do probably what most doctors would not have done. But since I was in private practice and since it was a cash practice, I went straight to the patients and said, look, I have discovered that what I learned in medical school may not be the best thing. So I'm going to give you a choice. You can either take drugs, standard of care, or you can do nothing, or you can change your diet drink more water, some lifestyle changes here, just giving people a choice, just giving them that choice. Telling, I also told them, I'm going to recommend these medicines. This is a standard of care. But if in any case you get side effects, you stop this drug mm-hmm. and let me know. And I also let them know, you can start with this natural stuff. If it does not work, then get the prescription filled and you can do that. So you can start with natural stuff. If it doesn't work, then get the prescription filled. And what happened, the most, most shocking thing that happened off the bat was the death rate went to zero. There were no more deaths. No more deaths in the practice. Wow. Exactly. So I was like, whoa, this is worse than I thought. Yes. The next thing that happened, though, was people were not getting the prescriptions filled. Mm. No natural stuff I was giving people was so effective that the prescriptions weren't getting filled. So then yeah. I started getting hostile visits from drug reps, threatening me, menacing visits, demanding um, that I changed my practice and started writing new drugs again. And they wanted to know why. Because those drug reps that see the doctors, they're on commission. And they count on that doctor prescribing those drugs at whatever rate he's prescribing, you know, every month continually. Because, I mean, they, they kind of build their lifestyle around it. And a lot of drug reps earn more than doctors do. Mm-hmm. So these drug reps were, were absolutely angry. And these two drug reps were giving me gifts and presents and, you know, can you remember the kids' birthdays. It was amazing. So that was a problem. Then I started getting um, menacing phone calls and angry phone calls from um, insurance companies because what happened? I had a cash practice. Okay, so you hold on, Dr. Daniels, because you started getting um, calls from insurance companies. Okay, you guys, hold on, because we're getting ready to come up to our tunes again. We've got to pay our bills. We're getting ready to go to a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about these insurance companies that Dr. Daniels had encountered with. You guys stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of this great information. Oh, my goodness, Dr. Daniels. Stay connected with DIA6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio.
Attention ladies, would you like to create a platform for your success? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Intelligence, a leader, or trendsetter? What about a queen? Well, if you're between the ages of 18 to 30 by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant is looking for you to come represent your country. It's the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty and the first to do it globally. Come create value and make a difference while serving your community. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Beat the early bird deadline. Go to www.missindigenous.com. Apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Just as you need to give your car gasoline or diesel to fuel it, you need to give your body the right kind of fuel also. I am often asked, should I eat before I work out? The answer is yes. Cooper Aerobics Center recommends that you eat oatmeal or another hot cereal, a plain English muffin, toast or mini bagel, low-fat or fat-free regular or Greek yogurt, a fruit smoothie, or a snack bar before you work out. Eating a piece of fruit is a fabulous choice because it is low-calorie, packed with vitamins and minerals, and carbohydrates are the optimal fuel source to consume before a workout. Your body requires carbohydrates, and they are absorbed very quickly. Eating an apple or banana on your way to the gym is a good idea and will fuel your body for the workout ahead. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. All right, you guys, we are back with Dr. Daniels. And before we went on a commercial break, we were talking about, well, Dr. Daniels, you were talking about um, the insurance companies. You want to go on from there? Okay, go for it. What happened was, because I was a cash practice, Mm -hmm. I didn't take people's insurances. Mm -hmm. And so the insurance company couldn't play the shell game of taking folks' money, telling me I would get paid, me providing the care, and then not paying me. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what, just what, that's what they do, and that's okay. It's not a problem. It's legal. But I figured that out, and I told the patient, look, you pay me, and if you can get money out of your insurance company, good luck with that. Right. Unbeknownst to me, I had some seriously wealthy people in my practice, millionaires, multimillionaires. Mm-hmm. And one guy owned 30 McDonald's. And so his wife came to see me once, and we explained to her that, okay, this is how much the office does it cost. It was like a piddling $60. And she said, that's it. Just hear it. Threw her insurance card at us. My insurance company will pay. We looked at it. Well, we think it's very nice that you've made your insurance premium payments, but we're not a party to that agreement. And so you need to pay us $60, and then you can get the money from your insurance company. Well, she and her husband had an agreement, and she wasn't digging into her allowance money for this $60. She mm-hmm. went home and ripped that poor guy a new one. Mm-hmm. And so he told his people in Human Resources you may not offer any insurance to our employees unless that insurance pays Dr. Daniels. So if you can imagine the people working at at 30 different McDonald's and in the administrative offices and an insurance company can't sell a premium to them, can't sell anything to them. So I was getting threatening phone calls from insurance companies who'd been closed out. And they were saying to me, hey, 
you need to sign this this uh, agreement right here so we can get back to earning money. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. hey, I'm sorry I can't sign that agreement because you have a clause in there that says that I agree to treat your patients for one year for free if you choose not to pay me as long as they are paying their premiums to you. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah. So patients paying money to the insurance company, but the insurance company is not paying me for a full year. And I agree to put up with that for a year. And so I said to myself, I'm not prepared to extend to you that kind of credit right now. I don't have that kind of deep pockets. And so this is a criminal, a criminal thing to do that the insurance agency in New York State does to make it easy for insurance companies to open up in that state. So the insurance company doesn't need to have a reserve of funds in the event a catastrophic illness occurs. It can just tell all the doctors, hey, we're not paying you for a year. Mm-hmm. And this keeps the insurance company from going under, but it puts the burden of reinsurance, that's the fancy term, on the doctor. I said, no, no, <laughs> I'm not handing you 10, 20, 30, $50,000 a year out of my pocket, which I don't have. And so they became very, uh, you know, very uh, hostile, rude, and negative about that. Then um, the other thing that happened was my patients weren't getting sick, so they didn't have to go to the hospital. Most people don't realize that most hospitalizations are caused by medication side effects, and the doctors won't tell you that either. They'll right. just, you'll roll into the emergency room, and they'll treat it like some big surprise illness when actually it's just a side effect of the medications that mm-hmm. were prescribed to you. And so since I wasn't using any medications... Two things happened. One, patients were getting better with the natural methods. And number two, they weren't getting sick from side effects. They weren't taking medicines. And so the hospital called me to ask where I was sending my patients. This is the hospital I had privileges at, and it was the only one I used. So where are you sending your patients? Where are you getting your testing done? We are prepared to offer you incentives to send your patients to our hospital. Mm-hmm. Then I stupidly said, Oh my goodness, you are my favorite hospital. I wouldn't send my patients anyplace else. I'm sending all my patients to you. And so <laughs> on the other end, the response was, oh, and they hung the phone up. So this is the pressure doctors are under mm-hmm. to give patients dangerous and unnecessary care. Mm-hmm. And so um, there was all this, this, this kind of storm gathering. And then the last straw was because of my holistic view of medicine. Mm-hmm. I saw that a $30 million bond issue. And I realized that this $30 million, it borrowed to raise the property taxes of my clients by about 150 bucks a year, which basically wiped out their disposable income that they were using to pay me with. And so I said, well, I got to get involved in this. I looked into it. The deeper I looked, the deeper I looked, the worse it got. When I say the worse it got, I mean, I realized this was $30 million that had no collateral, no obligation to repay, and was essentially a $30 million signature loan, also known as a bank robbery. It's the bank heist. A bank heist. heist. Yeah, bank heist, $30 million bank heist in mm. plain public view. Mm, mm, mm. That's what I said. I said, oh my God, this is terrible. So naturally, I alert the authorities. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Tell but, the mayor, the education board, everyone who had the phone in this thing. Everyone said, Dr. Daniels. Go back to practicing medicine. Mm-hmm. You can't possibly understand this. This is too complicated. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have an MBA from Warden. I understand this. I know a bank robbery when I see one. So I told the bank, you're being robbed. 
And so the bank was in New York City, so they didn't realize what was going on in Syracuse, New York, at the ground level. So I wrote them a letter saying, hey, guys, you're being robbed. It's a $30 million bank robbery in progress. There's still time to stop it, though, if you choose to. And they first had to was, ah. But they flew these uh, starched suit people into Syracuse to inspect and found out what I said was true. There was no collateral. There was no ability to repay. There was no intent to repay. Mm-hmm. And they were never going to get their money back. So uh, they withdrew their loan. They said, we're not making a loan. Unfortunately, I did not realize the governor had been bribed to make sure the bank robbery went off without a hitch. Okay, but wait a minute, Dr. Daniels, how did you find that out? Your research. Oh, okay. Everything fell apart. So when the the bank withdrew and everything fell apart, Mm -hmm. and everyone started suing everybody, people who bribed the governor started suing, they sued the governor's point man who took the bribe. And that made the papers. And then the whole thing just unraveled. Mm-hmm. Nobody was in jail. Nobody. That, 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 that. But what happened was the governor was in a pickle because now he couldn't take any more bribe money because it was like, hey, you can't deliver on a simple bribe. Right. People started calling my office to ask me what I thought they should do for their business. What would be a good business for them to do, and how should they structure their business to be uh, acceptable to me? Mm-hmm. So literally, people were calling me, basically, kind of discreetly off. <laughs> To bribe me. Wow. So look, you know, I just practice medicine. I don't know what you guys are talking about, you know. So it's one of my business experts. Uh-huh. So uh, what happened was the governor, in order to regain his credibility, had to call the licensing board, put me on a business, and basically remove me from the picture to make it clear that he was now back in business, he could accept bribes, and I was not going to queer any deals. And so what happened then was he uh, you know, called the licensing board. He said, take your license. Uh, and things got really bizarre. They, the case was that they picked was a uh, teenager who came to my office. He had an elevated blood sugar. In one week with no drugs, I got down from 475 to 135. Right. That was the inappropriate practice of medicine. And mm. that was the basis of the prosecution. Um, long story short, um, they took my license away um, forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> yeah. The law only allows them a three-year suspension. So on oh. appeal, mm. the Supreme Court of New York State says, hey, guys, you gave her a penalty not even allowed by law. Mm. We don't know why you want to take her license, but this is how you do it. Go back and do it this way, this way, this way, this way. This is what the judge said. Wow. Special judging. So they went back and did what the judge told me to do. He took my license away. And, and finally, they took the license. I said, okay, fine. Look, you can have the license here. I'm, out of, I, I, I'm done. And uh, I said, as long as I, I want you guys to promise, I will never, ever hear from you again. So, okay. So then um, I didn't hear from the licensing board, but I heard from the feds putting me on one do not employ list. Mm. And I said, oh, well, that's a pretty limited list. You know, that's okay. And this prohibited me from ever working in a hospital or any facility that accepted Medicare funding in any capacity. With this meant I could not even mop the floors at a hospital. Oh my goodness. Exactly. I was busted down to not even being able to do a job a high school dropout might qualify for. So I said, okay, but that's no problem. There's still other jobs I could apply for. Then 
Three months later, I got a little letter. You are on and now an expanded do not employ list. You cannot work for any government agency. All right, God, there's no problem. But you cannot work for any company that sells anything to the government in any capacity or as a consultant to any such company. Mm. So really, every job in the United States, either you work for the government or you work for a company that works for a company that works for the government. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I said, no problem. I'll call some friends, you know, maybe get together some kind of business, start a different business, whatever. So I go to get on the plane, only to find I'm on the terrorist watch list. Mm. So now they call uh, security, stat, to the gate where I'm at, ruffle through my things, yell and scream, and offer to take me in the back room. I mean, it was an ordeal to get on the plane. Uh, so that's when I realized that um, I, it was time to leave the country, that I had to leave the country while I still could. While you still could. And, and that, could. yeah, and that, and so, but let me explain something. I really, truly appreciate you, okay? Because the majority of people would have gotten scared. They would have complied. They would have done a whole bunch of other things. And I can recognize a warrior. I know warriors when I see them, when I hear their stories, because I'm a warrior myself. <laughs> you know, all of my friends are like, why are you always fighting? Why are you always fighting for the cause? Why are you always? That's just what I do. That's what I came here to do. I didn't come on this planet to be boring. I didn't come on this planet to just go by any rules that I know that do that I'm not supposed to abide by. And, you know, and, and I'm not afraid to you know, talk about what I feel is right and and literally walk those steps. So I want to thank you, Dr. Daniels, for even doing that because, you know, it's it all turned out to be a blessing, you know, and when we come back, you guys, because we're getting ready to come up to our tunes, when we, go, when we come back, we're going to talk more about it, just a little bit more, and then we're going to go into turpentine and some of the lethal doses that some of these doctors give here in the United States. And we'll compare and contrast where Dr. Daniel is versus where she was as far as the United States and Panama. Because, Dr. Daniels, I would love to hear how it is in Panama. I might come out there with you. <laughs> you okay. guys, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques. Right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. co-founder of the Save the Elephant Foundation, was taking a rescued elephant named Kamla for a walk along the river. As they were walking, Derek decided to stop and take a dip in the water. But when he called to Kamla, who was waiting on the shore, the elephant thought he was in trouble and came running to his rescue. Kamla charged through the water, sheltering him with her body and offering her trunk for him to hold on to. What's another word for a trained elephant? A cookie. Elephant trainers in Asia are known as mahouts. And the padded seat or saddle used to ride on an elephant is called a howda. Kamla and her mother, Bai Tui, are among the 70 elephants the foundation has rescued since its inception. It's 
Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Just as you need to give your car gasoline or diesel to fuel it, you need to give your body the right kind of fuel also. I am often asked, should I eat before I work out? The answer is yes. Cooper Aerobics Center recommends that you eat oatmeal or another hot cereal, a plain English muffin, toast or mini bagel, low-fat or fat-free regular or Greek yogurt, a fruit smoothie, or a snack bar before you work out. Eating a piece of fruit is a fabulous choice because it is low-calorie, packed with vitamins and minerals, and carbohydrates are the optimal fuel source to consume before a workout. Your body requires carbohydrates, and they are absorbed very quickly. Eating an apple or banana on your way to the gym is a good idea and will fuel your body for the workout ahead. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. All right, you guys, welcome back to Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Oh, my goodness, you guys, we have finally Dr. Daniels. We got the last 15 minutes, so Q&A, if you guys have any questions or whatsoever, Feel free to come in and ask because Miss Daniels, Dr. Daniels, she is here all the way from Panama. We can't do any better than that. And Dr. Daniels, before we went on our last break, that is, oh, my God, we were talking about how you were ostracized from the United States. And now you are in Panama because you are a true righteous warrior for humanity. And I love it. So I want to ask you, Dr. Daniels, now that you are in Panama, right? Yes. What do you do? You look at you being kicked out of the United States as a blessing for practicing what I consider to be real medicine. For my life and my happiness, I feel it was just the best thing that ever could have happened to me because I just did not have the vision or the wisdom to leave other ones. You did Totally honest. A lot of people, they'll look at me and say, oh, Dr. Daniels, I wish I had your courage to leave the United States. But most people didn't have the level of pressure that I had. And if they did, maybe they would get up the courage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So I don't judge people who are still in the United States. I don't say, oh, you know, they should leave. Um, because it's not, it's really not an easy decision, number one. Number two, once you leave, it's not an easy decision to stick with. There were times in my first year out of the United States where I was thinking, geez, maybe maybe I should go back. And I said, well, I can't go back. I'm on a terrorist list. I'm on a two do not employ list. I can't, I can't work. There's no reason, there's no reason to go back. I can't go back. And so then I had to go forward. I had to make things work. And what has happened is, is I'm just happier uh, than ever. And just, it's just a wonderful life. Well, you look fantastic. And so now I want to get into some of these lethal doses that sometimes physicians, doctors will give us and really make our symptoms worse. Now, my sister, my my mom had an older sister that was in the hospital. Okay, all of her vital organs was failing and the doctors could not. They didn't know why she was still alive, okay? Mm-hmm. Then, and you know, Dr. Daniels, all of a sudden, and here I am juicing for her. I'm going up to the hospital every single day, uh, feeding her healthy foods. Um, we weren't giving her the, um, I was trying to avoid all the foods that the hospital were giving her, right? Yeah. And so next thing you know, Dr. Daniels, out of the blue, she ended up bleeding from the eyes. She started, her, 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 her vital signs started going lower and lower, and they started dosing up her medicine. Correct. And then she, yes, and then she eventually passed. That's right. And that's what they do. That's, that's exactly what they do. That's, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Whether you are black or whether you are white, um, be, just being in the intensive care unit, uh, raises your mortality to 15%. 15%. Yeah. Pretty impressive. That's the last place you want to be in the it's hospital. ICU. No matter how sick you are. <laughs> You're right, in the ICU. Okay, so this is what I want to ask you, too. Do you think that doctors give medicine based on your race or ethnicity? They have to. They, they have, have to. protocols written on race. They have different uh, definitions of normal kidney function. This is what's normal if you're black. This is what's normal if you're white. And they actually teach in medical school that blacks and whites are biologically different. So whether the doctor's racist or not um, is irrelevant. The racism is built right into his instruction. Right and into- most people, black or white, don't have enough contact with the other race to make up for themselves, their own mind, the deeply held belief that there is no biological difference. For example, you, you were talking earlier to me, you said, oh, black don't crack, black women don't have uh, wrinkles. That's not because they're black. It's because they put Vaseline on their skin to hide the ashiness. Whereas white people, the ashiness, they don't have to conceal it because you know, it's not that visible. And so they let their dry skin persist. They don't address it. They don't try and hold that moisture in. They don't try and increase the moisture of their skin. Uh, Many black people are still eating ethnic foods like uh, pig's feet, uh, ham hocks, oxtail. And these things support the collagen in the skin. But if you look at this younger generation of blacks who, for religious reasons, don't eat pig or for... uh, cultural reasons, we got equality, we don't need to eat that slave food, you'll notice they're getting wrinkles. And they're getting gray a lot earlier. Absolutely, yes. 
And so any white person who wants to be wrinkle-free can be wrinkle-free just by changing what they eat and how they take care of their skin. So when you submit, when you agree, when you believe that there is a difference between people with brown skin and people with white skin, Mm -hmm. you put yourself in a trap and you set yourself up to be exploited and even killed by the medical industrial complex. Wow. Okay. Now let's talk about why it is important for us to clean up our guts. You guys, also, I will have a link above. Who's who's online right now? We have Wayne Brown. Hi, Wayne. You know, um, say hello to Dr. Daniels because she is live here. Who else is on? Who else is online now? We have Wayne Brown. I see that. Jamila Muhammad, that's my sister. My sister is present. She says she wanted to really listen, hear you and listen to you. So she's actually, ah, she's actually present. And Elijah, Elijah is there too. Hi, you guys. If you guys have any questions, we have a couple minutes. But um, Dr. Daniels have these capsules, you guys, that I was all, that I literally, I live by. I always take them. And they're called Vitality Capsules. And one thing that I love about her capsules is, versus others that I have used, Dr. Daniels, just like I told, told you earlier, it doesn't clean up the small intestines. So I can take other capsules and that small part of my gut will still be there. But every time I take Dr. Daniels capsules, my that small part of that gut, and I've had a C-section, okay? I've had a C-section. I tend to get rid of that small part of my gut. And it doesn't matter where I gain weight, everywhere else, that gut stays intact. So let's talk a little bit about your vitality capsules, Dr. Daniels, and why why is yours different from others that I've taken? So most people retain uh, feces or stool in their intestines. The poop just sits there because people do a lot of sitting. Uh, You and I right now, for example, are sitting. And Mm -hmm. what vitality capsules does is stimulates the bowels, the small intestine and the large intestine to empty. And so that stool is not just sitting there hanging over your belt. And so it gets your bowels to empty out. And that gives you a nice uh, flat stomach. Yeah. And see, and we, and you guys, if you guys want to hear, we talked about that too. So you guys want to tune in to this segment because Dr. Daniels actually went deeper into why your your food sits in your gut and what you need to do, especially because uh, she talked about eating after five o'clock. And if you're hungry after five o'clock, oh, she broke that down, the science behind that. You guys go listen to that as well. Now, Dr. Daniels, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And the question is, because you're considered a terrorist. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just want to ask you a few questions, okay? Because I looked up the definition of terrorist. And I just want to ask you if you fall into these categories, are you a person who uses unlawful violence? Oh, no. <laughs> what about intimidation? Depends on who you ask. <laughs> and are you in the pursuit of political arms by any way? Oh, God, no. Political so, arms? What's political arms? Political arms is like, you know, you know, when you know how someone like Saddam Hussein, you know, um, it's like it actually did and how it actually does fit that definition. But I didn't know. Uh-huh. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So what happened was there's a 30 million dollar bank robbery. And by me calling the bank and letting them know they were being robbed, that represented intimidation to the people robbing the bank, which happened to be the government. Right. 
Right. And the pursuit of political arms, for me to contact that bank and let them know they were being robbed, that, as far as the politicians were concerned, that yeah. constituted me usurping their political power, which they were using to try to rob the bank. Right. I did not know that as a private citizen, I did not have the privilege of communication in terms of writing a letter to the bank saying, hey, this $30 million loan you're about to make is never going to be repaid. There's no collateral. And if you guys want to hear about that bank heist, we talk about it on the show, you guys. So interfering, interfering with the way the government functions, you are considered, you know, a terrorist. And hey, it is what it is. Dr. Daniels, real quick, because we're coming up to the end of our segment. We're definitely going to have to have you on again. Where can people find you and your Vitality Capsules? You can find me at VitalityCapsule.com. We are presently out of stock due to quality issues. We had to actually throw away a batch because it was not up to snuff. So we're, we're temporarily out of stock. But you can go to the site, VitalityCapsules.com, get your free report, give us your email address, and we will contact you when they're back in stock. All right, you guys, we are listening to Dr. Daniels. Hi, Ronnie Murphy. We're joined by Ronnie Murphy. Also, Candy Clark. Hey, Candy, how are you doing? All right, you guys, well, guess what? I approve this message. Dr. Daniels, do you approve this message? Oh, certainly. <laughs> we approve this message, you guys. All right, this is Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. I have the wonderful Dr. Jennifer Daniels. I am Daia Six, host of Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. And same place, same time next week, you guys. But this is the end of our segment. Love, peace, and blessings to you all. Mwah! And uh, we'll see you next week. All right? Peace out. Bye. And this is the end of Facebook Live. listening to this week's Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Join us next week, same time, same place, as Daia continues to give practical tools for simple, healthy, face-to-face relationship living. Remember, relationships aren't hard if you have the proper tools to build you a solid foundation. Don't forget to visit FacingRelationships.com for further assistance. That's www.facingrelationships.com.